This is a wonderful segment of the show that John does. I always get energized when I hear Dawn Jackson-Blattner on the air. She's the author of The Flexitarian Diet, The Superfood Swab, and um, she's she makes me, I go, yeah, I can do that. Dawn, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on WGN. Well, what a pleasure it is to be with Stephen Johnny, like what? This is great. So, hey, thanks for having me. Well, I'm just well, thanks, glad. Thanks for being had. I'm, I'm glad and, you're not in studio. So, you know, I, I think, okay, well, I'm not going to eat that if Dawn was in here. Well, I, I have to yeah. ask you, I, I, I was half teasing about how we were raised. Were you raised with the clean up your plate, young lady? Oh, most definitely. I mean, it is uh, part of our culture, like your song, which I haven't heard in a long time. I love that song. Mm -hmm. I think that is, you know, it's an upbeat way to sort of talk about this topic of, yes, cleaning your plate. These days, though, I'll tell you, in addition to just, you know, cleaning your plate, we have a very rushed culture that most people these days aren't even eating meals. They're just grabbing snacks and walking and eating on the run. And it's like, um, really mindless, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's not even, I, Hey, I would take back the days where we all sat at a table, uh, and ate, uh, that's very, um, you know, unusual these days to really sit yeah. down and eat a meal and, and to actually savor what you're eating. Yes. Yes. Uh, Don, <sighs> I was in a store last week and in there, it was kind of a novelty aisle. They had a tray that you snap on to your steering wheel. So when you you get your drive through food, you pull over, you snap this tray down, and then you can just sit there, more than likely by yourself, and eat this food that you... And I thought, that's sad. That's really oh my gosh. sad. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have to give me a minute, because I literally, I think I'm breaking down and crying. <laughs> I mean, that is horrendous. <laughs> and, the, and honestly, one of the key things that I do with all clients when they say, hey, you know what, I want to get healthy, I want to lose weight... You know, what are your main things that I can do here? I'll tell you, I do the table plate chair challenge. And that is, do you think that every single thing you eat from meals and snacks, you could actually put it on a plate, sit down and eat it at a table and eat it like you mean it and own it and pay attention to what you're eating. And I'll tell you, it really cuts down on all of this. Um, excess eating and excess snacking when you think, oh my gosh, I got to go put that on a plate and sit down at a table. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. And if you don't have time to put it on a plate and eat it (laughs) at a table, it's probably not the right time to be eating. And so, you know, that whole concept of putting it on your steering wheel. And I mean, I bet you a lot of people might not even pull over. It's just like multitasking, you know, the eating while driving, eating while watching TV, eating while working on your computer. Um, This thing is called coupling. When you do an activity and you put eating with it, what happens is very scary. It's the next time you do that activity, your body is going to be trained to want to eat. So even if you're not hungry and you've eaten with that TV so many times, every time you see a TV, you're going to want to eat. I used to have that coupling with my computer. Every time I was at my computer, I wanted Mm -hmm. to snack. And so... I had to train myself, again, table, plate, chair, is the idea of do not eat at the computer, not only because you're mindless, but also because you don't want the computer being a trigger to you every time you're there to eat. So you want to uncouple eating, and it's called single-tasking your eating. So not multitasking your eating, but (laughs) single-tasking your eating. Wow, I love that. Uh, Dawn, sit tight. We're going to come right back with you. We're going to spend a few minutes and talk about keto, 
keto dieting, what does that mean? Is it actually the Atkins diet? If you've been around for a while, you're probably familiar with that. Oh, we're talking nutrition with Dawn Jackson-Blattner. She's the author of The Flexterian Diet, the author of The Superfood Swab, and uh, joins John on a regular basis. And Dawn, I want to talk for a bit about the keto diet. And uh, I seriously started looking into it within the past week and a half, thinking holidays are coming up. And I jokingly said, I want to wear velvet and not feel fat. Um, and, I, and this really happened as a result of, 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 of the fact that I have an absolute intolerance to, to gluten. So Johnny's always looking around trying to find some gluten-free uh, ideas, and she found something new last week. Well, I, I found that a gluten-free diet oftentimes is heavy on carbs, which is too bad. A lot of rice and a lot of potatoes and things like that. And then I came across a new product by um, a company that does all of their bread products out of cauliflower. And it said, keto, okay for the keto diet. And I went, wait a minute, maybe this is for us. Can you take a minute, Don, and talk about what is the keto diet? Is it the Atkins diet of days gone by what is it okay so here is the scoop on it so the keto diet was actually originally created for epilepsy which is a nervous system disorder Mm -hmm. and so that's how it came to be so when i was in school we learned about it to help epileptic individuals so we said okay and then it started getting uh very popular among sort of weight loss uh populations which i was very surprised about i was like this is so interesting it is not the Adkins diet. That is probably the number one mistake or confusion that I see when I see people trying to do it. They're, they think it's like a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually what uh, keto is, is it's very low carb. So we know that part is very low carb, but it's only moderate protein. It's very much the focus is a very, very, very high fat diet. So it really is about 70% of what people are eating is fat Mm. and only maybe 20% is protein and only 10% is carbs. That's really the breakdown and how it's so different from Atkins is that major emphasis on fat, not really protein. Mm. And what it's actually short for keto is short for ketosis, which just is a, a way that your body is trying to survive without carbs, carbs actually, which are in all fruits, all vegetables, beans, whole grains, whether they have gluten or not, almost all foods have carbs, and carbs are our main fuel source. So when we take those so low, our body says, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, this is my preferred fuel source. There's no carbs here. It's so low. What am I going to do? So your body starts creating things called ketones to try and get your brain and your muscles and, you know, your heart still pumping. And so these ketones... Uh, is really the reason why it's called keto is because your body is starting to try and make ketones to to function when it doesn't have carbs. Wow. Now, there's a a lot of pros to this, actually. Um, For me, the pros are, wow, does it teach people to eat a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of vegetables? Mm -hmm. Because if you are really only eating, um, you know, a little bit of meat, some fatty fish, eggs, and you're mostly, fat, you know, focusing on like nuts and seeds and healthy oils and avocado and olives. Um, most of what you're eating, um, other than fat, is all the green vegetables. And um, you think about onions and peppers and celery and asparagus and cauliflower and cucumbers and mushrooms and zucchini. So I find, even though I do not recommend a keto diet, you do find people who are doing it right are eating a lot of vegetables, which mm-hmm. is a very, very good thing. 
Um, but the things that I don't love about keto is that when you look at people who are living the longest in our world and you look at those Mediterranean type diets where the people are living healthy, long lives, they actually are eating fruit and they are eating grains mm-hmm. and they are eating root vegetables like potatoes and sweet potatoes. And so they have the, the fruit and the beans and the grains and, and they just don't eat as much uh, um, as we do. And they don't have as much processed food as we do. So, you know, when people say, you know, I really am looking to get healthy, I say, well, hey, listen, maybe you don't need to do a full keto diet, but you can learn that most of what they're doing is eating a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. with good fats and some protein, um, and you don't have to do it so hardcore to get the benefits of just eating more of those veggies. Now, um, you know, you mentioned about uh, gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Now, a gluten-free diet, when done well, is very, very healthy um, in that it's, again, lots of vegetables, healthy fats. It's very similar to, you know, what I love about keto is is these ideas of very healthy, wholesome foods. And then just a little bit of brown rice, a little bit of quinoa, a little Mm -hmm. bit of sweet potatoes, a little bit of rice. So it's it's not so much, this is, I think, the aha moment for me and the summary point is really it's about eating less of the packaged processed foods mm-hmm. and yep. eating more of the wholesome foods in the right ratio. I think ratios get um, misunderstood. Like people forget it's not even so much about what we're eating. It's about what ratio is it? Are you eating mostly vegetables with a little bit of protein, some good fats on there, and just a little bit of the carby thing on there? Hmm. Um, and you can eat really anything that you want if it's in the right ratio on your plate. Understood. I'm not going on the keto diet, so I'm glad we talked today, Dawn. <laughs> well, you know, hey, like I said, there's a lot of good things. Like you could yeah. get like a keto uh, cookbook and oh. get inspired. You don't have to necessarily do it full heartedly, but you can use mm-hmm. some of those recipes and like incorporate some of that goodness in there. Um, and one of the things people do like about it is that they find that their appetite feels more controlled. So although mm-hmm. research shows people on a keto diet don't necessarily lose more weight than anybody on any other type of diet over a year's period. A lot of people on keto say, hey, my appetite feels better. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't feel as strong for craving. So, you know, it goes to show, add those good fats. You know, don't get stuck in the 80s where we all were like fat-free everything. You know, add those good fats to your diet. Add all those fruits and vegetables, um, and that can really help uh, appetite. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to hear you on the radio with John Williams, and it's nice to talk to you. Dawn Jackson Blattner is her name, and you can catch her on with John here on WGN.